Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. The Tech Beat. The Tech Beat. With Andy Wells. Has the internet killed off traditional small businesses or is it actually helping them? Well, November is Shop Small Month. It's an initiative of American Express to shine a spotlight on small business and encourage Australians to support them. And joining me to talk about this and what businesses can also do to help themselves is Brian Walker, CEO and founder of The Retail Doctor Group. Hi, Brian. Hi, Andy, and to your listeners. Good to be here. Well, thanks for joining me. Now, I know you've got some great research around small business and the move to online or not moving online, but but what is the the bottom line here? Is the internet good or bad for the traditional bricks and mortar small business? You know, all change is inevitable, Andy, and and the internet retailing scene is an inevitability for all retail, and uh, and it really shows up in this year's Shop Small Month when we looked at the the work of uh, this particular campaign. but at a broader level, Australians spend about $328 billion a year on retail. And of that, we average pretty close to 10% uh, in online sales. Now, for some retailers, that's much higher. And for others, it's much lower. But it's averages 10%, so it's around about $31, $32 billion. And what we do know is that the pre-research online, that is the clicks that we do when we're researching, uh, is somewhere around about 85% plus for all bigger ticket retail items. Actually, you probably know this, but we're averaging somewhere around about three hours a day now on our smartphones. Mm. And so as a consequence, we're heavy smartphone users. We pre-research heavily using online and retail sales are changing as a consequence. That said, retailers also, in our view, particularly the small shop retailers, need to have that physical presence, that anchor that is the shop, because that's, of course, where the product is, can be touched, can be smelled, can be felt, and so forth, and we're getting to engage in human interactions and experiences. So we wouldn't say good or bad. We'd say integrated. And what was interesting with this report, uh, it talks about small business attitudes and perceptions of that very topic. Now, I always say there are some products that you perhaps would never buy online. I mean, for me, I would never buy a refrigerator (laughs) online and have it shipped. I'd want to get in there and play with it. But but even if you don't have a a product to sell, is it still a case of of do or die for small businesses to embrace some sort of online presence? We would always say at the very least for a small retailer to have an online sitemap in terms of where you are, what you do, what your offer is, how to get to you, uh, and have a good, what they call search engine, as you know, some nice words in there that are picked up easily on the meta tags and so forth. I think that's the starting position. The better position is to be able to trade from that. Now, for a lot of small shop retailers and businesses generally, that means having a pretty good point of sale system, uh, a pretty good inventory management module to that point of sale system. So you're able to see your stock movement, the stock that's sitting on the warehouse ready for online, the stock that's in the shop ready to sell, the movement between both, and a pretty good CRM platform. So you're able to start to build customer relationship management databases and have good records of your customers and what they bought, when they bought it, and then start to segment that. And for a lot of small shop businesses, that's more work, mm. but it is a consequence 
of these changing times. So then what sort of things are holding businesses back from embracing technology that could help them to continue or grow? Well, I suppose it's the great unknown for many. It's the fact that we are increasingly online researchers, yet if you're running a, a business, you know, a small business, and you might be have a staff of three or four and some part-timers, and you're working 60 hours a week, and you're doing your, you know, your administration at night, and, and you've got your shop, you want it to look good, and you're working on it all the time and buying stock and one thing or another, and, you, and suddenly you're confronted with things like the need to have a social media campaign, the need to invest in a website, to invest in the business information systems I've touched on. It's really quite daunting and in some cases quite overwhelming. What was interesting was that when we looked at the future of small business, which was one aspect of this survey, and particularly interested in the Shop Small 2019 piece, was that almost half of Australian bricks and mortar small business owners envisaged their business to be entirely online in the future. Now, we don't share that view, to be candid. Our view is that by about 2025, on average, we'll probably be around 15% of overall, possibly slightly higher, and certainly higher in some categories, but averaging about 15%. And more than a quarter of that 48%, 26%, believe this will happen within three years. And, and another half of all these small business operators predicted that online channels will account for at least half of their sales in three years. So there is a growing awareness of the, the importance of online, but there's also a sense of it being a bit daunting. So for those businesses, what sort of resources are available for them in terms of growing into online platforms? Where should they be looking for help? Oh, well, the, the world's full of um, consultants who will, who will help, the governments, of course. I, I'm a little bit of a, a fan of the work that the TAFEs do and the various educational places. And these days you can go online and look at a lot of good YouTube videos about how to set a website up what is social media. So you can sort of self-pace the education. A lot of the good point of sale uh, business information system providers all have good tutorials, all have good good people willing to talk and share and educate. But certainly the government has some programs to assist there as well. Now, uh, Brian, putting you on the spot a little bit here, but do you have any particular success stories you like to recall that sort of highlight the, the impact of a small business embracing the online world? Uh, well, there's... For us, uh, with the exception of this sort of work, some of our work tends to be uh, in that small to medium and slightly larger. But, you know, one business for us, and I hope that I might be mentioning, is uh, one of our, our clients in the woodworking business, Carpetech, and they've really embraced online. They started in, in a small retail woodworking business years ago. They're moving some of their products more into training, so they're taking some of their retail space and running tutorials on how to, how to use woodworking tools. They're certainly embracing online. And they have increasingly what we call, and the, the buzz term, if you like, is omni-channel retail. And this idea that customers could do business with that company in the stores, and that's really where a lot of the expertise is positioned, online, particularly when the customer is fairly comfortable with what they're buying, and in, in their case, adding in some training as well for customers who want to learn how to make spoons and guitars and so forth. So that's an example of um, the way the market is moving. But all that said, what matters most is to have a, a retail business where customer service is a premium, good, great product knowledge, unique range of product, a pretty good way of communicating with customers via some form of mail out or online, and and keeping your customers 
nice and tight and close to you, know who your top 100 customers are and so forth. Now, Brian, I'm just going to rewind just a little bit here because I think there's, there's one point that I think is really, really important. Sure. There are a lot of small businesses out there who don't have a product or service they could sell online. Uh, I think of uh, the local ice cream shop uh, and, and maybe the local barber, right? But it is still very important for those businesses also to even just have some kind of online presence, even just to help with people finding them and, and even reputation, right? Correct. Absolutely. And in fact, you, what we do know is that over 90% of all businesses done face-to-face. Uh, we don't see that shifting dramatically. And if you're the ice creamery or the barber shop, um, you know, you and I, I'm sure, go to our barbers because we know them, because we have a relationship, because we trust them, because we're on a first-name basis with them. Uh, they're very good at what they do. And they're interesting conversational p- moments. And so... That's the secret of that business. From an online point of view and a Facebook point of view, very much about keeping people informed of where they are, what their offer is, and on the Facebook, just being a little conversational about things, a bit of fun. Social media is meant to be an interactive forum and uh, perhaps showcasing the latest haircuts. And then there's the ice cream version of that, of course, which is all about fun, new product development, location, and also probably extolling the virtues of their ice cream products, be it price, be it quality, be it ingredients, whatever it may be. So you're absolutely right, Andy. In We certainly see online or websites as a secondary channel to the primary game, and the primary game is physical retail. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, Shop Small Month, which we've mentioned uh, a couple of times here. This is something that American Express has been running for a few years now. Uh, it seems pretty straightforward. We encourage people to get out there, support local small businesses in their area. But is there more to it? Are there sort of special offers on the table uh, and, and incentives for both businesses and those visiting those businesses? Yeah, sure. Well, for seven years now, American Express has been leading this uh, shining of the light, if you like, on small businesses throughout Shop Small Month. It's becoming quite a pivotal piece on the calendar in terms of understanding small business sentiment, understanding consumer sentiment as a consequence. And what we do know is that Amex card members who registered with the Shop Small promotion do receive an incentive uh, when they shop with participating small businesses throughout the month of November. So it certainly has a campaign element when it comes to the incentive, but the work it does is far more penetrating and valuable uh, and really does, as I said, show us the sentiment of small business Australia. And so this uh, Shop Small Month, this is uh, Australia-wide and for the whole of November, is that right? Correct. It's a nationwide movement that brings together support from the business community, governments and consumers, all about supporting small business. Excellent. So uh, it is uh, Shop Small Month right now. Where do people go for more information on supporting local businesses? Well, we would advise them to head to shopsmall.com.au and that'll provide more information on how they can back small businesses this November and beyond. And we know that small business, of course, is the major employer in the country. And this is the moment to turn and look at our small businesses and do our very best to support them. Their role is to provide us with outstanding service or product. Okay, and uh, just one last uh, question for you, Brian. As we move sort of uh, through November into December, any tips for uh, Christmas shopping for those uh, thinking about that right now? Well, you know, Christmas is really uh, from about the second week of December through to the very end of January. And we expect nationally across all retail, somewhere around about $65 billion will be spent. Um, and we think this coming year will be 
funnily enough, quite similar in, in overall turnover to, to the prior Christmas. Tips for businesses. Certainly, if you've got a database, now is the time to start communicating out what your Christmas and New Year offers are. Have a look at your competitors and think about what your unique offer is. Always good to have that point of difference. Saves you being forced down on price. Staff, make sure your staff are really crisp, well-trained, having fun, motivated. A bit of a Christmas incentive isn't a bad idea. Certainly start bringing out the displays soon. I noticed the other day that supermarkets and department stores are starting to put their Christmas decks up. Certainly important to ensure that you've got good backup stock. Really important, particularly on what you've nominated as your hero lines, your lead lines. Have a little bit of an incentive for the staff around highest average sale, highest items for sale. Try and build your database. And have an offer that brings them back in January or February, uh, other than a return. And that can be in the bag staff or something that invites your customers back into your business. And certainly from an online point of view, keep your website nice and fresh. Have your nice little social media campaign. And use your website, use your social media to bring people where it's geographically possible to your physical stores and enjoy the experience we talk about christmas as the grand final of retail andy so we're now we're just about to go into the paddock for the grand final the tech feed the tech feed will now terminate Visit techdaily.com. Ryan from the Retail Doctor Group, thanks again for your time. Absolute pleasure, Andy. Thank you for yours and to your listeners.